time for the Any Conversation Podcast with funny man Damian Lemon and the voice of your choice, Ali Muhammad. This is Damian Lemon. This is Ali Muhammad. And this is In The Conversation, the podcast. Yes, we back. June is in full swing. Juneteenth is in the rearview mirror. Father's Day is in the rearview mirror. Happy belated Juneteenth. Happy belated (laughs) Father's Day. How was it for you? Uh, Father's Day was great, man. You know, um, you know, the family took me out to eat. You know, bought me, your, you know, your, your your General Father's Day shit, some socks, some drawers. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Some the essentials. Shorts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Uh, so, yeah, it was all good. Uh, you know, it's funny because, like, you know, when it's like a holiday, my wife put some stuff up, like, on the little mantle, little bookcase thing. Mm-hmm. With the, you know, with the, with, with the names and balloons. It's been, you know, a running theme. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> no, they had my name Ali, but then oh, oh, they had that shit. They said OG Ali. I'm like OG. Oh, <laughs> what is y'all trying to say? <laughs> yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for for my kids to call me OG. Uh. <laughs> is that the male equivalent of auntie? Has that been co-opted to that point? Is it old guy? It, it ain't original yeah. gangster no more. It's older exactly. gentleman. That's how. That's how they be using it. Like it's old guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, oh, man. I, yeah. My wife spun it. She was like, "It could mean original gentleman." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> Hilarious. So, so like, OG yeah. Ali. Okay. But nah, it was all good. <laughs> That's far. You go from father to OG. All right, OG, you got it. Yeah, <laughs> you, you got, got it. it. You got yeah, it. That's, right, how, right, that's right. how you placate right, the right, old right. head. Nah, you got it, OG. That's you. <laughs> that's you. That's you. Oh, man. OG. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's what's up. Yeah, so mm-hmm. we went out to eat. Little uh-huh. top spot. Nothing crazy. You know what uh-huh. Had me a red snapper. Like it's a, I don't know if it's just out here, but uh-huh. I, you know, um, this spot Lake Colonial, that was the first place I seen do it. They had a a, a red snapper on their menu, and it's fried, but they like fry the whole thing, and it'd be like sitting on the plate like it's, like it would be mm. swimming. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. It's like with the eye and all of that. Yeah, 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 with all that. You know what I'm saying? So now mm-hmm. it's a few. Yeah, I seen it in you know what I'm saying more places now. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I didn't know that. This place served it like that, but I ordered the snapper. Mm-hmm. By the way, he described how they did, how they did it up, so I was like, "Yeah, I will take that." But it came out a little swimmy swim on the plate with the whole face, and then um. <laughs> but what they did, which I thought was cool, like so they basically, you know, sliced all the meat off the the, the size of the of the fish, right? Mm-hmm. And then they they fried that. You know what I'm saying? As its own individual pieces, like you know, like fried fingers and shit. Mm-hmm. But then they they also fried the rest of the body of the fish. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So that you know it was, it was you know had the nice crust all over it. But you if you know fish and you know how to eat fish, you know what I'm saying? It's meat all still through there. So you can choose your adventure. 
you could go, all right, I'm going to just eat these fillets and, you know what I'm saying, call it a day. Or you could really get down to it like if you was eating the, the fish whole, you know what I'm saying, on your plate. Mm-hmm. Straight away, getting through it in between the cracks in the bones and shit. So I, I thought that was, you know, it was a nice little added value because, you know, it gave you both experiences. And I forgot, you know what I'm saying, not being in Miami where fish is just very prevalent as a meal. You know what I'm saying? I haven't really dug into a fried fish, a whole fried fish, you know what I'm saying, with the bones and all that shit still in it. So that was a cool little exercise. You know what I'm saying? Muscle memory bring back, you know, good thoughts of uh, Friday nights in Miami. That so sounds that cool. So <clears throat> you're saying that they take the fish, cut up the fish, fry the fish, and then mm-hmm. reassemble the fish? So, like, you could just nah. now, or they, they fry it whole, then they slice it up nah. for you. No, no, no. And then, so okay. they take the raw fish. Uh-huh. Slice, slice the meat off the fat. You know what I'm saying? Slice the, right. you know the the easy fillet fish, right? So, right. so if say they just made the two fillets and then slice and then cut them up into like four or five pieces, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you got like eight nine pieces of fillet, mm-hmm. and they fry those individually. Mm-hmm. Then they take the rest of the body, with all the meat that's left and the head and all that shit, and fry that mm-hmm. by itself. The Heathcliff. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh-huh. and so you're not just getting a plate of bones; you're getting a, a fried carcass. Gotcha. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got you. That yeah, still yeah, got yeah. meat in it. You know what I'm saying? So you still fucking around getting the meat from from the in between. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the things too. Fried fish with the bones. If you out of practice, that shit could be nasty. It could be a problem because <laughs> the little little tiny ass bones are. Tear your ass up. Like, it's not a game. You need to have your bread together. You need to, yeah. Yeah, but that's when you're eating, like, a whiten or some shit like that. Or a porgy or something like that. Yeah, yeah, like one of them old little bone-ass motherfuckers. Like, Snapper Mm. got real, you know what I'm saying, fortified bones. Like, you ain't really going to You can move around. Okay. Yeah, you ain't finna fuck up and swallow one of them. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay. You know what I'm saying? You tear the whole roof of your mouth out with a a Snapper bone. Mm -hmm. Fuck around. So... Yeah, it you it kicks right back in how to do it. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Did you eat the eye? Hell no, nah, nigga. Some people eat the eye. Of, I know. Some people I'm eat petrified the, yeah. of, a, oh, okay. of a fish. You feel like, eye. <laughs> you petrified? You think you want to eat the, the fish soul? No, I've 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 bitten into a fish eye before by accident. Uh huh. My grandma, my grandma made fish soup, right? Uh huh. Uh huh. And like you know what I'm saying with fish heads. I guess it's fish head soup. I don't know. Yeah. But in the boiling process, an eye must have popped out. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you put the boiled fish on some grits, and then, you know what I'm saying, it's a good time mm-hmm. until I bit into that eye. Mm-hmm. And that shit tastes like poison. Uh, okay. Nigga, I was like, ah! <laughs> I ain't never fucked with no boiled fish ever since. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That shit was traumatizing. So... Yeah, I don't, I don't mess around with them heads. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I got right up to the gills, got that meat right there behind the gill, and then uh-huh. I let it be. You let know it die. Yeah, I hear you. I'm, I'm sure somebody took that head home to their cat because <laughs> I wasn't fucking around in there. That's what it says. Yeah, I'm, I don't fuck with the eye. 
That's a little much. That's a little much. I don't really like a whole lot of the, uh, like, Escovich, I guess. Is that what that shit is? You know, like, you've seen it. Similar to the, I think it is a snapper. The, like, just the full-on fried-ass or, like, baked-ass fish. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, it's cool. I got a, I, I've been saying this for a while, man. I've been thinking this for a while. Like, I still don't. I'm not the best wit fish, you know. Like my fish mm-hmm. list is short, you know. Right. It's whiting, you know. The the the, the classics, you right. know. But anytime I go to a, a fish market, I you re, I'm reminded about all of the variety of fish that go mm-hmm. on down there. Or even to your, you know, you from Florida, so like, mm-hmm. now I know people like down there, like like you said, like fishes a bigger option than it is in mm-hmm. most places. Motherfuckers is actually pulling shit in that day type of thing right. or at least the illusion of it or whatever and it's just like right. people from down there know the name of more fish than definitely more fish than I know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And um, it's interesting. It's interesting but uh, yeah, fish has always been tough for me to like to cook. I always feel like particularly like salmon mm-hmm. feel like it's like cooking eggs. So do you cook that shit too soft or too hard? You know what I'm saying? Uh, pause if need be. But um, it's very like, you know what I'm saying? It's just, it's just like, it's just real. It could be real hit or miss. I've never mastered it. And uh, yeah, I kind of I kind of don't do too much fish. I would like to do more because obviously fish is, is, you know, good for you and shit like that. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you down there, man, you know. You be knowing different kinds. I don't forgot a lot of them, cause you know your grandma, your you know your people send you to the store. Yeah, go get me five pounds of that yellowtail. Mm-hmm. See if they got any butterfish over there. And you know what I'm saying? I need some. I need a um, saltwater bass or freshwater bass. You know what I'm saying? It's all different kinds of fish that people will mm-hmm. have. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Rainbow trout. You know what I'm all all Skate. that type shit. Yeah, 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 all that wild shit. You know grouper. Yeah. <clears throat> grouper, grouper, yeah, grouper. People had them group of fingers. That's how they made these shits, like group of fingers, except for okay. they gave you the rest of the fish. Um, mm. But yeah, fish, you know, is 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 it was a, a option. Um, I wasn't too keen on cleaning no fish, or you know what I'm saying, even fucking around catching a fish. Like mm-hmm. I, I'll go fishing and catch it, but I don't like to fuck around and got to gut it and scale it and all that shit. Um, mm. It was funny because I had the thought of. I seen people, I seen something on the internet where they were, they had a their own personal fish farm and shit. And I was like, man, that'll be dope. You know what I'm saying? When you get a little older and shit, you don't have to, and you got to be, you know, looking at groceries and shit and being able to go fish in your own pond mm-hmm. with with fish that you farmed yourself. You know what I'm saying? Right. I was like, that, that might be a good farming expedition for a nigga. But then... I'm like, damn, somebody still got to clean that shit, dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah, stock it and all. I know Steve Harvey got that. He got mm-hmm. he got a, a he got a property with nine lakes on it. Mm-hmm. Nine lakes and there's there's fish in all of them. There's some lakes you just fish to fish, you fish, catch, release, throw it back. This mm-hmm. shit, then he got one lake that he stocked with. I forget what kind of fish he say, but that's where, you know, if you want to Eat some fish or just go catch some fish and shit. That's mm-hmm. that's wild. To your point, yeah, that shit sound cool in theory, but that's a lot of maintenance right there. That's a whole <laughs> nother headache. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm cool. I'm, I'm cool, just saying, man. like, you know, if, if it start getting down to it, you know, everybody talking about growing their vegetables and shit. Seems like a fish might be a little easier to farm than some cows. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. But, I mean, you could just grow some vegetables before you get the fish. <laughs> but you might <laughs> want some fish. <laughs> you might want some fish, but trust me, when you're doing that, it it comes with a lot, is what I'm saying. For me, for me. Some people are like, shit, ain't nothing for me. I'll do that shit. Hell I mean, yeah. That's what yeah. I was about to say. I thought about the shit in my head. Mm-hmm. Algorithm, you know, the algorithm be all in your head. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, on my Explore page is a nigga... Hood fishing entertainment. Just now? Nah, not just now. A couple weeks ago. Uh Go look this nigga up, man. This nigga down in Miami somewhere. Uh Dreads, gold teeth, Cuban links on. Uh Fishing. He's like, nigga, watch this. You know what I'm saying? Like, boy, that man, he's like, he don't miss. He throw it in there. Uh 20 seconds later, he pulling something stout up out the Uh water. I'm like, the nigga good at what he do. (laughs) I think I've seen this cat before. I think. Yeah. Well, I've seen something. There's a lot of that type going yeah. on now. It's definitely, yeah. Hey. I'm like, this man needs a show. Yeah. This is, this is, this is um, intriguing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Go in all kind of water. He go deep fish. He go in the Everglades in the swamp. He be all over the place with it. Uh, similarly, on the timeline, I sent this shit to you. I saw this. This little family out there fishing, and uh, the pops was fucking around with a little shark, mm-hmm. trying to grab a shark. Mm-hmm. Pull, I guess, pulling into the boat for whatever reason with no hook, no rod, just barehanded. Tried to grab mm-hmm. the shark, playing himself. Shark got this nigga Spinky mm-hmm. spun on his ass, <laughs> ripped his whole pinky off. This nigga was like, "Ah, damn it! That motherfucker took my pinky." But the way he, the way he compartmentalized that loss, you mm-hmm. know, you know how they say he gonna cry in the car later. You know mm-hmm. when that shit really hit him that he don't mm-hmm. got a pinky and he lost his pinky for being an idiot. That shit is gonna, it's going, ah, it's gonna destroy him. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> just for being a dummy. That's that. There's no. It's sad when there's no empathy in the footage. You right, know what I'm right, saying? Right, like right. though, you yeah, should have. You should have. Yeah, yeah. The footage didn't give him nothing. I went and looked that shit up because I was the comments. They was going in on him. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? They was like, blame the kid, blame the kid. I you saw that, which was hilarious yeah. and foul. <laughs> and then, but I looked See, it up. He's actually, he's he he's actually a pro fucking fisher. They was reeling it in. Uh-huh. And then they had got it all the way to the boat. He was trying to bring it in the boat. Uh-huh. He actually tried to get the hook out. And then uh-huh. then the shark spun on his ass. I, I, I thought that was interesting how the shark used that tactic on his ass. Like mm-hmm. he, he spawned on his ass. Like, how do you even know that move, nigga? You supposed yeah. to be knowing water moves. Right, that's right. A, that's, a, that's a land move. he been practicing. <laughs> if they pull your ass up out of here, this is what you do. Do a 360 and jump back in. And bring us so, a finger. <laughs> right. Yeah. Actually, they ended up saving his pinky. Okay, good, good. I yeah, saw yeah, something yeah. like that in the con- yeah. Okay, cool, so cool, They ended cool. up saving his pinky. I went okay. and looked it up. You know, I be, I be doing my research. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You know, the Ooh. comments be, you know, they be, they be uninformed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. So, um, 
it was another one where some niggas came in the store and they was you know they was barking off at the the cash the cashier in the mm-hmm. uh, bodega, mm-hmm. and so so the nigga was like, "You nigga, what? You know what I'm saying?" <laughs> It's like shit, you I kill you. And he was like, whatever, come outside, come outside. And he pulled a scrap, came from around the count came from around the counter and start busting. Blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, the comments is like, ah, you know what I'm saying? Now he done threw his whole life away. He going to jail. I was like, let me see what happened with this shit. <laughs> let me find out here. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? My man didn't didn't even get charged. Mm. He didn't even get charged. Damn, this is recent? Yeah, somewhere in Florida. Central mm. Florida, you know. They mm. let all the Florida news out. Florida don't know how to hold their news. Did he kill anybody or he just let it go when they got up out of there? I don't, I don't think so. I don't think okay. so. I think he just let them fly. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Yeah, wow. Yeah, man. Yeah, that's that's crazy. Yeah, you gotta you gotta leave the comment section and go do your research. You know what I mean? You do because the comment section will have you misinformed and indignant. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, careful. Ah, uh, shit. But uh, yeah, I haven't fished and I haven't gone fishing in a long, 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 long time. Mm-hmm. I remember. Um, I remember back in the day, my pops used to go fishing like off over off like off the Belt Parkway over mm-hmm. in that little body of shit, and that be a little thing over there. I just remember you gotta have a lot of patience for that <laughs> shit. You know what I'm saying? It is not it. You know, and I could see it as a kid. I could see what it was. I could see how it turns into something. You know, you go out there, a couple beers, maybe your radio. You know what I'm saying? And you just enjoy life. You get away from right. it all, and you know if you catch something, you catch something. But it's right. it's it's almost like that's it's really about for some, from what I gather, look more about like the meditation of it all. You know what right. I'm saying? Like just the time to clear your mind. If you right. if you catch something, it's cool. It's like even like when some people go to the casino and gamble. You know, like my grandfather's right. good for going to Atlantic City. Sometimes he come back. Be tight Because he ain't get nothing Sometimes he got a little something Or maybe he got something each time But you know We will we don't know until he Piece my grandmother off You know what I'm saying mm-hmm. But I'm sure that away time Was great too You know that's what I'm saying time. Like that's that's what it says that's yeah. that. See in hindsight As a grown person Just like I talk about The cats who used to be In their yards every day Mm-hmm. Got the freshest yards on the block. Yes, of course, they wife happy that they got the freshest yard on the block. But that time cultivating that yard is time to yourself. Mm-hmm. Nobody ain't going to sure. come fuck with you because you might ask them to help. It's <laughs> like, shit, oh, you got that, dog. You got it, big dog. Mm-hmm. Fishing is a sanctioned event that nobody ain't going to fuck with you. Wait, oh, they yeah. on the boat fishing. You know what I'm saying? It's like, that's it. You come back, you got fish as, you know what I'm saying, proof of concept, and it's all good. Everybody going to eat. Everybody understand that. That's that's back to the primals. You know what I'm saying? He went and he going hunting for some fish. He's going to bring back food for our security and safety. So. Right. Yeah. The hero. 
Yeah, you look yeah, like you're, the hero. You're a hero. Mm-hmm. Or at least, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? At least you just had a, a nice little day without no motherfucking <laughs> request. Yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> and all that shit. Yeah, got the chill. You don't oh, want to just see you sitting around on the couch or shit. This nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he ain't bringing us no fish. He ain't cutting the grass. <laughs> Look at this lazy nigga. This nigga. Uh-huh. Oh, <laughs> that's when he's, that's when they start. You get the request to wash the dishes and shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's the worst. When it, it just be it just be petty assignments. <laughs> just just cause out of pure resentment, petty petty assignments that are inspired by resentment. Like okay. <laughs> okay, all right. Look, they try to figure some shit out for you, like you a kid. All right, let me figure. Okay, since you just want to sit around, mm-hmm. you wanna you wanna be on remote control duty. Let me see what needs to be done here. You like what is going on? <laughs> oh, oh shit! Man. Damn, man. Oh shit! I was just watching that um the Louis Vuitton men's show, the Pharrell Williams collection, his first collection. Mm-hmm. Watching that, they got it on on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was it's a spectacle. It's a hell mm-hmm. of a spectacle. I will tell you that they got mm-hmm. it over like on the River Seine, like you like this, like almost like a it's like on a bridge. And I guess what would be the runway? What is the runway? First of all, it looks like the runway itself, or what is the runway? Is like like I said, it's a bridge, but it's like feels like it's at least a hundred yards. Mm-hmm. Like it's a full on it's you got to have your wind together for this walk. This ain't just the regular catwalk. This is a jungle walk. You all mm-hmm. the way out there. And what was kind of cool from what it looked like, looked like they now my this is a oh block. This is a street. Looked like they cut a piece of uh, leather or at least mm. it appeared to be leather. Cut a piece of leather. What's the the pattern? A dom yeah or whatever. They cut a piece of leather that takes over the whole block, and they walking up and down that shit, driving up and down that shit. And wow. it was kind of it was kind of fly. It was kind of fly. I can't even lie. There was a couple things, you know, because a lot of that time, a lot of times, some of that shit is a little too elevated and esoteric to really say, hmm, you know, I could play that. And while mm-hmm. there was some stuff that maybe I wouldn't play, I saw some things that I thought was cool. There was one, never seen this before, I don't believe. They had like a, they made like a a leather Louis rugby. That shit looked mm. fire. I never seen a, a leather rugby before. That shit was kind of fire. Then there was this one part that I clipped. There was a part where... um. I guess they premiered, they they had the clips walk, right? They had the clips mm-hmm. walk in these Louis Vuitton, you know, they did a little flip of like VA, you know, LV is for lovers type shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Or some Virginia shit. So they had, they had the clips walk and they walk in the joint together with these loud ass, like I think Pusha got like a, like a leather trench kind of duster joint. And then uh, Malice got like a, more like a varsity, like an Averex looking joint. And it's got mm-hmm. the big print on it. And they coming through, but then they playing this brand new Clips record, you know, nobody heard before. So it's, it's fly, because all some hip hop shit, they playing exclusives at the joint. And mm-hmm. um, and then you see you see Hove and Beyonce on the side, 
And you see that nigga Hove with the that nigga is feeling that shit. Like you know how Hove get the crazy face when he feeling the record. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I don't know if he was throwing it on just as support, but it was it just it felt like a moment. It felt like a cool moment, you mm-hmm. know, for for the culture. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired of just the culture, but just for, you know, black people and shit and just, right. you know, whatever. Um and then that and he listened to that little pusher verse. Seems like it's a little little subliminals going in on Jim Jones. Seems like that yeah. might be, you know, the beginning of the, the, the response. Yeah, 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 yeah. It could be. What it could Jim be Jones interpreted. About the clips, that he ain't had no hit record. I mean, he don't know none of his records. Yeah, he said about basically, specifically Pusha T. I right. guess it was the top 50 MCs that Vibe and Billboard did together. Right, you know, right, Vibe right, and right, Billboard right. are now together. So they did a list of the top 50 rappers and uh, of all time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I guess pushes somewhere in there. I forget. And Jim is like, how this basically, how this nigga get on the list? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No disrespect, but all disrespect. How did this nigga, who, who invited, to, you know, one of them. Right. One of those where it's like, you don't particularly need to say that. Even if you feel like you know what kind of, how the shit works, especially how right. this clip nation works. So right. it obviously it was on the Rap Caviar podcast. That shit got clipped into oblivion. And, you know, Pusha had a little slick, you know, like indirect type of caption on one of his joint a little while ago. But everybody was like, something going to happen. Because, you know, Pusha, you know, that nigga, you know, he like he lived for a little bit of smoke. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Especially especially if we're going to be on, on the mic. You know what right, I mean? Right. If I could exhibit the fact that I get busy and I could, uh, you know, climb the rungs of, you know, another rung of, you know, anti being slept on. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, the shit. Right, right. I, I'll take I'll take somebody's head for that. So uh, it's an interesting place to uh, to debut a subliminal verse. It's very I elevated. Mean, I, yeah. mean, that's, I mean, see, the clips had the great fortune. Of mm-hmm. having some some great support, you know what I mean? Like yes. they came in with Pharrell, and mm-hmm. Pharrell has ascended to this place. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of 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 you know royalty in culture, music, fashion, all of the above. Right. As well as you know, what I'm saying the good fortune of you know linked with Kanye, who who rose to the same type of heights, mm-hmm. which gives them a level of fly by association. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, you know, Pusha probably ain't been known for no body's fashion, you know what I'm saying, anything, but he's in the fashion mix without even fucking trying because he's down, He's with the squad, you know what I'm saying? And, hey, man, you got to love it, you know? He there. Cause you know yeah. what I'm saying, he's his people. As Don King once said, "My power lies in my people ties." So that's what keep pushing on top. Yeah, and then the fly thing about it is, as shiny as those people are, what they respect about the clips and pusher is that they stay who they are. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, nah, 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 keep doing that shit that you do. Don't shut on. You don't need to do no radio shit. Keep talking right. that brick talk. You know what I'm right. saying? You know, look. <laughs> and and shit. Enjoy this access. 
Right. But be right, you. Right, right, we want right. you to be you. Yeah, yeah nigga. We're not lot cutting of, the coke. There's yeah. a lot of brick talk niggas out of business, I tell you. Yeah, man. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Without the same level of connection. Uh, yeah, nah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. The surroundings don't match the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. man. If you ain't uh, got the clientele, say hell no. <laughs> oh, shit. Because <laughs> they going to want their money. Rain, anyway. sleet, hell, snow. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> but yeah, so that was that was pretty that was pretty cool. Pretty interesting to see that shit. You know, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. See how long the uh, the rain goes. How long this cat will be uh, as a creative director of Louis for, you know, how long he's going, his administration will be and what he will uh, bring about. But uh mm-hmm. Cool, some cool pieces, you know. So, what's, what's up? Uh, what else is going on, man? I mean, that mean, that yeah. mean Elvia get a whole good another round, few seasons of 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 nigga support all-star weekend, yeah, all star <laughs> you know weekend fits Grammys, <laughs> Negro <laughs> support. Yeah, you know what yes, yes, yes. The American uh, Negroes have been uh, holding up the high fashion industry. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm saying to the sky since. 2020. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when, when the whole world was in shambles, niggas was flooding LV. <laughs> yeah. Right. In the midst of a pandemic. <laughs> niggas, this about. is it. it got whole, to go out fresh. The whole pandemic, the line at Louis Vuitton was out the doubt. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'd rather die enormous than live dormant. <laughs> I hear that shit. Yeah, man. Fuck it. Let's get it. Oh, man. Uh, speaking of that, just fashion and, and black culture, hip hop and all of that. I've been peeping, you know, hip hop 50. This is hip hop mm-hmm. 50, right? Mm-hmm. And what's interesting to me, which I appreciate as a somebody that's raised on hip hop, just loves rap, loves hip hop, you know, culture and all that shit and loves to see it get its due, mm-hmm. right? And see, you know, it uh, the celebration of it all. Love to see the flowers. Um, and it's still kind of blown by obviously the, you know, who knows the true number, but the fact that we're deeming it 50 years old, right? Mm -hmm. It's gotten this far, right? But in this whole hip hop 50, it's like everybody taking a shot at this theme. Like everybody Mm -hmm. is at the party. I see. So like... You know, just company after company after company. Not to say any names, just so many companies are taking their swings, whether it's event-based, whether it's documentary production-based or whatever. Mm -hmm. You're seeing all of these uh, representations of hip-hop celebration. You know, some are better than others, but it's like, at least for right now, it's a healthy reservoir of hip hop programming. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That you could just, you could kind of just backstroke in on some Scrooge McDuck type shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, oh, you, you know? So, like, to that point, I was seeing, I was just watching this thing. I didn't even finish it, but it was talking about, you know, hip hop 50 fashion, mm-hmm. fly at 50. And um, I went to the, uh, I talked about it. They had an actual uh, exhibition. At the the fat museum at the fashion F I T museum downtown, 
And then I think it was the FIT Museum. Yeah, I think it's the FIT Museum. And now there's like a documentary component that's going on with it. I've seen like Dapper Dan in there so far and uh, uh, April Walker. You know, again, I haven't gotten too far into it. Damon John, you know, so it's just, it's just cool just to see because it's so funny, like... I remember when hip hop was so like underserved. When you mm-hmm. had to seek this shit out. Now it's now we lousy with it, you know. <laughs> was, you know what I'm saying? That's fucking iceberg slim was him just lousy with hip hop, fucking <laughs> propaganda. But uh, it's fly. It's fly. I'm not mad at it. It's just interesting to see how this shit is like. At least for this year. You know, and obviously hip-hop ain't really going nowhere. But it's also funny, too, at the same time, in the midst of the hip-hop 50, there's this also this story about how, well, we six months into the year, no rap albums, maybe rap R&B albums, have debuted number one, which is also kind of interesting, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, what you think? Well, listen, man. <sighs> you know... Have any of the major players dropped this year? I don't believe so. I can't think off the top of the head. I know Kendrick dropped last year. Drake mm-hmm. dropped last year. Uh, who are the major players now? Like, Because I feel like they evolving now, right? I guess. Right. Uh, yeah. I know Dirk dropped this year. I don't know if he's a major player. I know he's a phenomenon. Yeah, he's, he's a major it's, player, but you know, know, album-wise like or single-wise. Sensation. Yeah. Right. So it's like, you know, these things happen. You know what I'm saying? They're, you know, when you, when you don't have any of the, the major players dropping at the top of the year because they all dropping towards the end, you know what I'm saying, to really set up that runway for themselves, um, there are shifts in, in, in how people are listening to things, what people are listening to, people kind of diversifying a little bit. Dance is having a moment right now, um, you know. <clears throat> But, again, you also, the system is just keep feeding the game the same thing over, 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 over. You know what I'm saying? So, it may be good that there's no number one hip-hop albums right now. Maybe they might switch it up a little bit and start, you know, trying different methods of getting the number one hit. Because sometimes you have to do that, you know. At first, it was a formula of this how we gonna do it with radio, this type of type of hit. Bam, 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 you got a pop hit, that's it. Then they started using the hip hop Southern formula of, all right, we just make songs that go straight to the clubs that, you know what I'm saying, strippers gonna dance to, that's gonna make us a hit. They did that for, you know what I'm saying, down there a decade or so. And then now they get on to the, you know what I mean, the you know the drill pop era you know what I'm saying sing songy pop violence spinning the block all that you know what I mean now it might be time for a shift you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. they you know man the game might be looking for that next type of voice that next type of topic or the next approach of how you're gonna deliver the same information and then mm-hmm. you know so yeah it's not sad that hip hop didn't mm-hmm. have a number one this year yet. Because they'll still finish strong. they still streaming heavy. And you know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but um, as far as hip-hop 50 is concerned, yeah, it, it, it's definitely a far cry from 
oh, this is just a fad. What is Absolutely. this? Oh, this is just, it's just some bullshit. What you motherfuckers talking about? Da, 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 da. All y'all talking about is I, 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 me, me, me. You know what I'm saying? To it being a major thing, it's just, you know, it's time for some evolution probably. You know? Like, you know, a lot of these companies, see a lot of people in general, you know what I'm saying? A lot of people in general you came up with one really rocking with hip hop like that. You know what I'm saying? They might listen to the hits, you know what I'm saying? They might be in the club, okay, yeah, woo, woo, woo. They weren't really rocking with that shit. They make money off of it. It might be their whole job. They don't go home and rock with that shit or the people like that. So, you know what I'm saying? It's just good to see that something that as a kid you looked at like, damn, this is the biggest shit in the world. Mm-hmm. That everybody was like, man, that's some bullshit. Mm-hmm. And then for somebody like me, I pretty much made all of you know what I'm saying, my career off of the fact that I pursued behind that, that culture. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like something you saw in your head in the motherfucking sixth grade, you've made all your money just like you thought you would. And then that shit wasn't even like a whole industry yet. It was just some shit that you heard in some speakers outside. Right. This shit wasn't even on the radio like that every day. I don't know what made it be like, damn, this shit. This, this, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is some shit. But it was. And when you was in it like that, it struck you. And for it to still be here, still be thriving, still be, you know what I'm saying, top of the, that has risen to the top of the music, um, <clears throat> the music shit is amazing because at no point did they want that to be. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? At no point did they say, hey, we want these, you know what I'm saying, these hood tales and parables to be the most listened to shit in the world. Right. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And then it is. Yeah. 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 You know what I'm saying? <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, Jay, like niggas in Paris, like, shit, we ain't even supposed to be here. <laughs> Yeah, that nigga, that nigga in Paris looking like Karl Lagerfeld. Right. Yeah, right. Not, yeah, man, that shit look <laughs> crazy. Hip hop nigga is out here uh-huh. running the Louis Vuitton sh- menswear uh-huh. shit. You got right. niggas all up and down the runway. You got niggas on the on the side. This was reserved for the highfalutin Europeans. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Now, yeah, they still make the money like the Louis. Man, niggas have made the nigga from Louis Vuitton, he the richest motherfucker in the world. Who the guy that runs LV? Yeah. Uh, I didn't know that. During the the pandemic. Hold on. Uh, Arno? Is it something Arno? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah, 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 Bernard yeah. Arnold. Right. You know what I'm saying? He uh-huh. he probably he hit his he probably peaked during the pandemic when the niggas was just buying that shit up. Yeah. That's so wild. Yo real, I think Elon <laughs> Musk done passed him up right quick, but yeah. you know what I'm saying, in real time, but shit. <laughs> he right up there. He became the richest while niggas was tearing it up in the pandemic. Right. I was just about to ask you, if you became the richest person in the world during the pandemic, 
Would you feel guilt? Would you keep it low? How would you feel in that moment? Nigga, the richest person in the world, I ain't gonna never, they ain't never feeling no guilt, nigga. They, nigga they, I'm, I'm talking they, about if you felt that way, just no, I ain't based feeling on no how guilt. you. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm gonna start a nonprofit. You know what oh, I'm okay. saying? Look at you. You're gonna uh, give like Carnegie and Rockefeller and them did, so they won't tax me to death. Gosh, you know what I'm saying? I, I help. I like that's reasons. Attack shelter. I, no, yeah. I help. I help the people uh-huh. that I can. Yeah. I, I help them till they threaten to kill me, and then I will scale mm-hmm. it back to you know what I'm saying, helping how I need to help. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Try to try to change the culture. Try to give mm-hmm. kids some fucking hope and dreams and and goddamn mm-hmm. education before third grade. You know what I'm saying? Because okay. mm-hmm. that's where it's important. Pre K. Mm. First grade, second grade, third grade is when they decide how many motherfucking prison beds they need to build mm. by your reading level at the third grade. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If your ass ain't reading up the part in the third grade, they making a bed for you. That's crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's wild. Immediate. That's yeah. Immediate. Like, oh, that's how Damn. they gauge this shit. Yeah. Damn. So... You got to attack that shit from the womb, you know what I'm saying, to right. third grade, make sure, every, you know what I'm saying, that the people is is on track. Mm-hmm. And figure a way of how to get, you know, parents to get involved with that. I don't know the answers to it. It might not be possible, but that's where you got to start. Whatever they did to make football and basketball a priority, Mm-hmm. That shit need to happen in other spots because that is the case study. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Niggas would be, you third, about third grade, nigga, you ready. <laughs> you doing drills and, and, you know what I'm saying? Going to practice, doing all kind of stuff. You know the stats. By, by the time you hit middle school, you know all the kind of stats you need to be, to go to D1. You need to know what type of speed you need to play this position, that position. And now, shit, you go D1. You hit an NIL lick, you good money. You ain't yeah, even got to worry about it. Go pro. You ain't even right. got to go pro. That's yeah. what I'm saying. <clears throat> yeah, that's crazy. That's interesting. I'm curious where it all shifted a bit. Because I think even when I was a kid, I felt like being smart, I felt like it shit kind of switched maybe like in the 90s a little bit when shit was like you was proudly like, man, I don't fucking know. Well, man, <laughs> fuck out of here with that bullshit type shit. Yeah, I guess it was crack era. Because I remember being young, like you say, in third grade. I remember being a a flex to be like in third grade and being on a reading on a sixth grade level. Like mm-hmm. that was some shit. You told, that was a little stat. That was yeah. some shit you would be celebrated for. Wow. And it was, you know, even in the in the music, it was fly to be smart. Do the knowledge. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, stay stay on your ones. You know what I mean? All of that shit. You on your square. You know what it is. You know, like all Mm -hmm. of that. Mm -hmm. Then, and I guess, I guess it was, I I probably did make a shift to the crack era because it was about money then and humanity kind of fell to the wayside and it was just like, what can you acquire as Mm -hmm. opposed to what can you learn? Right. And, uh. Maybe yeah. we've never come back from that on a certain level. I we feel haven't. like it seems to be coming. You don't think so? I feel like I, I see seeds of it. I we, see seeds we, of it. We we have grown, you know what I'm saying, in certain spots, right? 
certain spots we have grown. We've, we're becoming, you know what I'm saying, certain segments are becoming more educated. But at the same time, the value system is very crack era value systems that run. And, and at that time, that was like a undercurrent. It wasn't mm-hmm. the majority of thought, you know what I mean? And, and it might not be the majority of numbers thought, but the majority of what we see in mainstream talk and in and, and, and our algorithms and the prominent voice online, the loudest voice online is mm-hmm. get get this money. Mm-hmm. Get this money, man. Fuck all that shit. You know what I'm saying? Get this money. Like, yeah, he's nice. He's cute. He treats me well. What's that money looking like? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, fuck all that shit. I ain't got time for no relationship. I need to get this money. And, you know, it's crack era morals taking over. And right now, that's, you know, that's the talk. And it may not be... It may not stick. We may change, and and people may come up with another option of of how to do this world. Next generation may look at all what what has happened in the last thirty years and be like, "Man, that shit was terrible. That was the dark ages." Right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. We maybe you know what I'm saying. Some young enlightenment might you know what I'm saying be being mm-hmm. born right now. New Renaissance, yeah, yeah. Old enlightened ass baby, come out and change <laughs> this whole shit. Yeah, by the third grade. By the third grade. He's enlightened as fuck. <laughs> the new hope. Yeah. Oh, shit. Nah, that's what it is. We'll see. We'll see. Keep hope alive. Keep hope alive and keep hope grades high. Especially <laughs> before third grade. You know what I mean? Oh, shit. What's cracking? It's cracking. Shit. What you want to talk about? Man? Just I just got back from Miami. Um, I came back on Father's Day. It's down in Miami okay. for ABFF, American okay. American Black Film Festival. Uh-huh. Uh, just had to say that because a lot of people asked me what that meant, and I thought everybody uh-huh. kind of knew what that meant. So yeah, yeah. When yeah. last time you been there? To Miami? No, ABFF. To- ABFF, um, what was, oh, last time I was there was 2018, which is very ironic because I was okay. there for a very similar reason. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, 2018, we were there shooting the Dear Black Man video, the one that went oh. viral. We shot, gotcha. we shot uh, the second group of women and a lot of the B-roll during ABFF uh, 2018. And um, this year we went back to shoot a thing called Dear Dad in a similar fashion, but very uh, a quicker type of uh, play uh, Mm -hmm. for uh, ABFF and Walmart. So um, basically, you know, they reached out like, yo, we want to do something like what you did with the black man video because we want to do something for black fathers. Mm. It's like right up my alley. Let's go. You know, um, went down, did it, and got the fuck up out of there. Um, but it's always interesting. You know what I'm saying? It's interesting. It's something, like, we, even when we did the first one, I realized that it was something there that needed to be explored and that I felt like I can explore. Like, this is something you could explore for the rest of your life because it's untapped, right? Mm-hmm. 
So it's something with black men that needs to be unleashed. And I feel like I'm tapping into something that I don't know what it is and I don't know how to get all the way to the other side of it. But, I mean, when you go outside and you ask a few questions to some grown men, you know what I'm saying? And grown men that you never met before. Mm-hmm. And, you know, out of the first 10 people, you got four grown men crying. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Outside in the middle of the sidewalk. You see what I'm saying? It's something there. You know what I'm saying? It's something begging to be explored. And mm. I just had to figure out how to do it. You know what I'm saying? The best way to approach it. But, you know, you're talking to guys about their father. Whether it's a good relationship, bad relationship, anything. It's just, it seems like nobody is talking to black men about certain things. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a topic that nigga ain't really discussing in a thoughtful way. You know what I'm saying? Somebody may ask you, you might answer, how your pops? Oh, yeah, he cool. You know what I'm saying? We talked last night. You know what I'm saying? But then, when you, when you, when you go and you start thinking about, when you think about, you know what I'm saying? fatherhood what does that mean to you right then they go into it and then you come back when you think about your father you know what i'm saying how does that make you feel what you know what i'm saying what are your thoughts what are your you know descriptive words and what are your you know what i'm saying you had to really start to add adjectives to it and it's like going to a place where you like nobody ever took you there and it's like oh shit i didn't even know i had muscles there nigga am i, am I crying you know what i'm saying it's just like that quick so it's something there dog like and and i think as much as there is like a a black woman renaissance i think black men got to kind of double back and deal with each other you know what i mean and then come back and and apply it all to the grander uh, overall culture of of black men and women. So it's something in that vein, man, that I'm gonna figure out at some point. All right, all right. I see. I I see what you're saying. I see that there's definitely a need <laughs> for it. No, no, no. I see it. I see it. it's going it's gonna be tough. I know that. Nah, actually, you would so- think it. You think it would be tough, right? Uh huh. Like, I I thought it would be tough to have these conversations, but uh-huh. it's actually super easy. And and cats were very forthcoming with okay. with the information and 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 you know what I'm saying. Again, I don't know these people, but right, it's like once asked, nigga actually do want to talk about that shit. Mm-hmm. It's like I think a lot of times we don't we assume, man, nobody want to talk about that shit. Nobody want to hear that shit. I think if you frame it up like, you know what I'm saying, uh, black man healing or some shit like that, then the nigga gonna be like, ah, nigga, what the fuck out of here? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> but when you just having a regular ass conversation, you ever talk to like, like niggas on the block or niggas from the neighborhood? Mm-hmm. If you actually listen and shit, once you actually talking to, and mm-hmm. not, you know what I'm saying, just on some random shit. Mm-hmm. You actually be if you start listening to the adjectives and you know what I'm saying, you you actually hear words that you wouldn't associate with niggas. You know what I'm saying? Like 
Like, I hear niggas like, man, that shit was beautiful. A lot. And beautiful is not a word that you associate with black men. You know what I'm saying? Nobody wants to associate love with black men. But you hear that shit a lot when you're talking, like when you just amongst niggas. And you know what I'm saying? It's like people who have a real dialogue and not not a fake posturing dialogue. You will hear... Mm. You hear flowery ass adjectives more often than you would think you would, and that's that's the part that I'm like, oh shit, it's something there. Because if when you look at media and you look at how people think black men um, talk and behave with each other, then it comes out all extra hard and shit, and you be like, man, niggas ain't acted like that since eighty nine, ninety two. You know what I'm saying? Like when you see people posturing like a, like you know what I'm saying, they hard real nigga, yeah, right. I'm real nigga. It don't even be, the, you know what I'm saying, how niggas really act in real time. You know what I'm saying? It be like a, a a, a fucking fossil of a nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah, fantastical. That's yeah. old. Like niggas don't even talk like that. Like, like I used to point it out to my wife. I was like, listen. When you ride past certain blocks and it be like a bunch of men, just black men, just out there on the block, your first instinct is be like, oh shit, them niggas out there selling drugs. And they might, might want to rob some or something. Hey, but you actually start like zone in on niggas and they faces and shit. Niggas be smiling, having a good time, and you know, slapping hands and laughing. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then if they break up and walk their own separate ways, then they put that mask back on. <laughs> So mm-hmm. that well, that's my point. That's what I'm saying. Because I, to your point, I do feel like then there's the potential. There needs to be there. It is obvious a bunch of different things. It's obvious mm-hmm. that if given the opportunity, more often than may be expected, there a cat that you might not expect to articulate their feelings mm-hmm. can in mm-hmm. a way that is very spot on, mm-hmm. right? However, a lot of the times there isn't really that forum, you it's know, not. like that's that's my point. So that's what I'm saying. And then the thing is, after that forum, what happens after that forum? Like, because then once you, that's the thing about cracking into trauma or cracking because that's like a lot of it cracking it to try or crack unpacking feelings and shit like that when Mm -hmm. you start unpacking all of that shit Mm -hmm. like it's like it's like when you unpack your luggage Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying like that shit it might it might be (laughs) yes it might be there for a few days and you looking at the pile you like ah nigga i don't want to do that shit right now you step over the pile after a while you don't even see the pile you know what i'm saying so I, I'm not saying that it's impossible. I'm all for it, but what I'm saying is it just needs to be not it just needs to be something systematic. And to your point, it is sad to say, but when it's the hammer on the nail when you say black man healing, to a lot of motherfuckers the way we've been socialized it sound like some soft shit nigga what you going to that black man yeah, healing meeting you know what yeah, i mean but, but, but see that ain't what it is healing. that yeah. ain't but that ain't how you do it see it's like it's just like and and i hear what you're saying but to me it don't mm-hmm. need no system you know what i'm saying it needs a it needs it needs to be fertilized it needs it's a seed 
You know what I'm saying? It needs to, it needs to be fertilized. You put it in the dirt. You know what I'm saying? Make make sure there's some sunshine on it, and let it grow. It's like hip hop. Nobody nobody could plan for what hip hop would be. You know what I'm saying? They thought that shit was just nothing, just some niggas talking. But niggas at that time needed that shit. They needed to know how other people t- felt and and thought in different places other than their own in different neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? It was a it was a form of communication. Even when you look at like when you look at black music and and before hip hop, like it was still a way for for us to communicate. You know what I'm saying? The dances, like how does a dance travel from one club all the way throughout the country over the course of a summer? You know what I mean? Before it was videos and all that, that's how that shit went. You go to a place, they do a dance up there, you bring it back to where you at, you all start doing it, and before you know it, that shit is all over the place. You know what I mean? That shit, now it's on Soul Train and shit. So it's like all of these things are communication. Like we had to, we had, you know, Rock and roll, we had soul, you know what I'm saying? We had dancing, then we got hip hop, which was really like more straightforward talking and, mm-hmm. and communication. You know what I'm saying? It didn't have a, a system in the beginning. And now that it has a system, it's less of a communication device because everybody communicating the same fucking thing. So I think right now it just needs a seed, it just needs to be planted. Let let it go from there, cause people will jump on and do this. You will have people that say this black man here, or you might just have, you know what I'm saying? Shit, we niggas from the bay, and then when they talk to each other, they know what it means. Right. So, so. Maybe maybe my point is maybe system is not the right word. Maybe momentum is the word that I'm mm-hmm. looking for. Like how you say like just how hip hop spun, cause yeah. you know like. It feels like sometimes it could feel like, yeah, we'll check in on black men on Father's Day. You know what I'm saying? We'll check in on black men with some tragic shit happen. Mm-hmm. But it's like, it should be daily or some, yeah. you know, like, it's gotta be, that has to take some momentum but, of the conversation to normalize right. the check-in, to but normalize, guess, you know what I mean? And that, guess, that's all I'm saying. But guess Go who gonna, guess who gonna make that so? Black people, black, black men. No, black men is gonna yeah, make that so. If we don't do it, it don't happen. I, I had that epiphany when I was doing the thing for Father's Day. If, if mm-hmm. black men don't take over Father's Day, it will never change. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's black, true indeed. Mother's Day is what it is because black women is going to celebrate right. that shit, you know what I'm saying, and enforce it. You know what I'm saying? Right. And be happy about it. It's like black men have got to a point where they aren't necessarily having their own conversations just amongst each other in a, in a wide wider net. You know what I'm saying? I think a lot of our conversations are trying to blend in to what's happening, what's, what's popular, you know what I'm saying? You trying to talk your way into a situation or a career. You trying to talk your way into, you know what I'm saying, some panties on the internet. It's all these things. I think it's just men just need spaces to kind of have these conversations and talk to each other. And I ain't saying it got to be no official, you know what I'm saying, organization and we got to sign up and you know what I'm saying? The brothers come unite. It's just we got to do that shit on the regular. 
just to each other, just around the way with, you know what I'm saying, whoever your partners is, whoever, might be strangers. It's just something mm-hmm. in it. That's why I say I don't have no answers, and I don't, and I don't think it's nowhere close. That's why mm-hmm. I say you could, I could work on some shit like this for the rest of my life because mm-hmm. it's, one, that important, and, two, it's that vast <laughs> that, yeah, you know no. what I'm saying, it's a, it's, you got to start – Looking at how to do it and how to start it and seed it, and once it's go, you know people make shit go. Now once it's gone, it's gone. But you got to yeah. get it. You got to get to a point where it's even something that's that's in the zeitgeist. Right. And look, I'm voting for it. I'm all for it. I'm just saying. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I think it, it might be tough. That's all I'm saying. It's not. I don't believe it can't happen. But I just feel like. I also feel like just. Sociologic, like just like how we're raised, men and women. Mm-hmm. I was having this conversation the other day. Just like women are, it's not even encouraged. Courage could be a word, but it's just like it's way more native to women, mm-hmm. you know, to be supportive of one another, to mm-hmm. to like to make time. Like you know, you'll see like. If one of their homegirls is is fucked up, it's mm-hmm. like I was watching what uh, Run the World or whatever. Yo, FY emergency SOS nine one one. They all in the bed mm-hmm. together and shit like that. Niggas don't need to do shit like that, but they yeah. all converge upon each other and they commiserate together. Yeah. We gonna get it together. I feel like with with. Fellas, you know what I mean? Like, you nah. got about 15 minutes of this shit, and then and it's like, all right, my nigga, what the fuck is you going to do, though? Like, right. and, right. That, but my point is, that's where shit needs to get shipped away at because, you know, like, dealing with, feel, just from my own, mm-hmm. my own shit that I be seeing, just dealing with feelings and stuff like that, you'll see that it's very much, I gotta get my shit together immediately. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Nothing, it ain't nothing. Small thing to a giant ain't shit. You know what I'm saying? Nigga try to just walk, walk the pain off. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's all right. I'm all right. I'm good. I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like it's like this finite time of grief or stress or whatever the fuck you going through. Mm-hmm. You don't always fully feel your feelings. You suppressing them shits. You repressing them shits. And a lot of times. You dying, you know what I'm saying? Having mm-hmm. heart attack, strokes, fucked up, you know what I mean? Go to jet, like, wow shit, because it's it's like, it's almost like you walking around like a volcano. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, shit, it, shit is just, it could, shit could, so if a nigga come up to you, you came down to Miami to have a good time, you fresh as hell, so nigga asked you one question. And now you fucking waterworks And you didn't expect to be waterworks And the shit kind of caught you off guard a little bit And it triggered some shit mm-hmm. That you didn't even know how to You didn't even know how to Now you trying to fix the valve The gasket blew the whole shit Because you just not More often than not You're not in the right. habit Of maintaining and that conversation And that, that, that momentum of not only just healing, but like expression. You know what I'm right. saying? Like right. you could do it. There's niggas you could do it. Like I just see it. I see it at times when right. you know you could turn it on, but mm-hmm. sometimes it's like turn it on for a minute and it's like, all right, bet that should have dissipate. Right. Or feel like, all right, I'm I'm doing too much, right. whatever, whatever, whatever. But, but go ahead. 
I, 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 again, I just don't think that it's a it's a one thing that is just like, okay, everybody, let's do this. You know what I'm saying? Right. Again, I don't have no research. I don't have nothing. I have no motherfucking research dollars. All I have is observation, right? And and you with, got two things under your belt. You've you've done it twice, at least twice, to right. where you've affected the conversation. So, if at all, I mean that's that's enough research. And if you got that desire to keep that shit going, like right. that ass, I'm like, yo, do that shit. That could that's that you know not to make it dumb heavy, but that could be your call. That could be your purpose. Right. I mean, last week we was talking about the you know the resolution. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like and you, see, you walking in that 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 path. You got to you know full on take it on. That's what I'm talking about, right? So it, it 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 ain't no one thing. It's a whole. It's just a. All right. So like say. I was in, what's the name of that little spot where they used to have the 1992 parties at Lower East Side? Santos? Santos. I was in Santos probably like 2007, 8, something uh-huh. like that. And, and um, this, uh, let me see. I don't know, what's the, what's the appropriate term for a very masculine um, gay woman? So anyway, she was a very masculine gay woman, and she was dressed like a like a man, and she was walking through real hard, you know what I'm saying? And then she bumped into me very aggressively, and the way that she was behaving was kind of like a nigga from the 80s, you know what I'm saying? But we in 2007. And when you bump into niggas, niggas don't even behave like that no more, all aggressive and like, what's he do? Bumped into me, stepped on my shoe, nigga. That ain't really how niggas really act in the world no more because niggas know it's a different type of reaction on the other end and niggas got guns now. And you know what I'm saying? Niggas ain't just walking around deboing niggas. You understand what I'm saying? So, so when I saw that, I was like, I wonder where she's pulling this information from to base her you know what I'm saying? Her style and, and flow. And because whatever it is, she's pulling from an old book. And because mm-hmm. when I'm in the world as a black man myself and I'm bumping into niggas, it's a different kind of, you know what I'm saying? It's a different kind of thing. Even cats, right. they, they be like, pardon me, pardon me. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's quicker yeah. to just dead the shit than it is to ramp the shit up. It ain't like, you know what I'm saying? 88, 89, it's, it's different. Like, And now, even in these days, you're seeing more, more guys that are approaching life a lot differently. Even guys who've had very rough, you know what I'm saying, exteriors and upbringings. They, they approaching life a little, even if they start off aggressive, once they know that it's something different, it's an easier switch than it used to be. So something is actually changing already. I'm yeah. just saying with that observation, let's take it further. Let's dig into it. Let's see what it is. You know? Mm-hmm. That's all. I'm with you. I'm no trust dog. I'm with you. And I'm, that's what I'm saying. I feel like, you know, it. There is the, the need is there. The need is there 100%. Just keep this. Let's keep it going. Let's keep going. I got a question. No, 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 no. I got a question. What do you think has been on a national level 
like the last voice for black men. Like, and I mean, like, media wise, propaganda wise, I guess even if we, and, and take hip hop out of it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? But like, you know, like, at one point, and it could go even bigger than this, but at like one point, not to say it's not relevant anymore, but whatever, but at one point, like, Ebony magazine was like a big thing or even at mm-hmm. one point remember ebony man you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying or mm-hmm. like uh you know like certain magazines that spoke to black men specifically mm-hmm. or uh programming shit like that like what do you think uh was the last thing that you saw that did it in a in a way that you kind of you fucked with and then do you see anything going on now that kind of has uh, taken on some of that. Well, you know, thing about it is, you always have many influences, right? You know, back in the '90s and be- beyond, before that, you know, you might have these big publications. You know, Black Enterprise. You had Ebony. You had Vibe. You had The Source. You had Double XL King. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That can speak to their collective audiences. You know what I'm saying? You have. Um, after that, you had blogs, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. The, the 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 board, the message boards, OK Player, mm-hmm. the blogs, um, things of that nature for guys who were into that type of thing, who had internet and wanted to read, you know what I'm saying? Which, you know, which counts a segment of black men out that went on that. But at the end of the day, man, a lot of, a lot of times – Black men get a lot of their information from other black men or from black women, right? And it's a lot of culture is based off of, you know, being in a space. And one thing may start in one space and spread out. But we know how to communicate, even if the platform is one thing. Because say say now you got, like, Kevin Samuels was a big influence for some niggas. You know what I'm saying? You got other people Mm -hmm. who talk about passport brothers and you know what I'm saying moving about in that way you got people who talk about financial literacy like earn your leisure and and shit like that wall street trapper you know what I'm saying these these people are talking these people got followings of, of millions a million plus and mm-hmm. and all of them magazines we talked about very few of them had a, a circulation over a million you know what I'm saying mm-hmm. vibe circulation was like 800,000 mm-hmm. see what I'm saying so you're talking about individuals having big voices and big platforms. Um, so I think if you take music out of it and you add those types of voices, those types of things are happening every day. And the, the communication is evolving every day. You know what I'm saying? But still, a lot of times we are listening to each other. And that's one of the things we learned from the Dear Black Man thing. It wasn't necessarily... Like, niggas is very hard to market to. That's why we even did that video, to, to see if it, they can even be reached. And by the way that that video was shared and the people that shared it, it was like, wow. It reached guys from across the spectrum of black men, from from goddamn the gospel singers to Nipsey Hussle to Big U to Will Packer to, you know what I'm saying, to all these different to dead press like stick man from dead press like all these different kinds of people you know what i mean and that's that's not a, a easy task 
to put a message that that Y of a net is captured. So what is the common denominator? The common denominator in that was love. You know what I'm saying? When you talk about love, it's never attributed to black men. It's never associated with black men. Yeah, you might get a couple of fathers, you know what I'm saying, on TV, a couple of this, a couple of that, a bunch of relationship niggas and shit like that. But on a just a general spectrum, as a collective, love is never put on us. You know what I mean? You might have one guy love his family. You know what I'm saying? Or this guy... ASAP Rocky love his girl, but as a general, it ain't on us. And I think that's where you got to start, I think. Because when you do talk to niggas individually, they do have love, and they go where the love is at, whether it's with their homies, with their family, or whatever. So that's where you start. You know what I'm saying? I don't know where it ends because you can't know. But if you start there, I think you're starting in the right place. There you go. Right. <clears throat> Let's keep it going. I saw um, somebody post. They was like, you know what I'm saying? There's this one scene John Singleton put in Boys in the Hood that most went over people's heads. Mm. You seen that? Nah. What scene is it? Furious style uh, scene or something? Nah. Well, Furious was in it, but it was mm. the scene when they was after um, they shot Ricky. Mm-hmm. Cube and them jumped in the vert and they was going looking for the niggas. And Trey mm-hmm. stole his daddy gun, jumped in there with him. Mm-hmm. And then he was talking about the part where, where Trey was like, yo, doe, let me out. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, you know what I'm saying? He didn't call him a lane. He pulled over, he let him out. But that 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 scene was never lost on me. You know what I'm saying? Because you see his mm-hmm. pops, his pops was home thinking, and everything that his pops put into him came to him in that moment. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. I can relate because I grew up with a single pops just like Furious Styles that had them same ass China balls. You know what I'm saying? That when mm-hmm. you out and you about to make a crazy move, you already you feel that nigga already in you. It's like, man, this ain't what I'm supposed to be doing. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. It could change your whole trajectory from doing something stupid, right? And so when when you see that that people are acknowledging things like that in the in the um, stories we tell in our literature, in our movies, in our media, you know, there's a lane for people to point that out, which means those are seeds that are able to put in the world that maybe more people may be more thoughtful in the imagery that they put out. Maybe be people be more receptive to that type of imagery and those types of um, story arcs of where, yeah, a nigga might not want to go kill somebody tonight. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And his homeboys ain't going to blame him or judge him for that because they know that ain't his route. You know what I'm saying? They know better than anybody. Go on, let me let yeah. this man out for his daddy be on my motherfucking neck. You know? Mm-hmm. And it's like all of those things, man, exist. And the world will act like they don't because we all supposed to just be wild, crazy, shoot up the motherfucking club, messing with strippers. So the more these types of images and messages can go, I think 
the more shit will change. Cause even the hardest niggas have these same types of thoughts. Of course, yeah. Celebrate the nuance. Speaking of the hardest niggas with the crazy thoughts, it's funny that you think about. Somebody pointed this shit out that I thought was an ill line about just the same shit, like just take a breath type shit. Mm-hmm. On um long like on niggas that started something. The old shit with uh what's that? Mace Locks DMX mm-hmm. Styles P got a line where he say um what does that nigga say? Sitting at the table planning and plug the fan in. Let the sweat dry off and then grab your cannon. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like that shit, just that little line of this. I forget who pulled that shit out, but it's just like, it's so many little moments like that. But it's just like, take a moment, nigga. There's a difference between responding and reacting. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And when you learn the difference between the two of those shits, you just do a lot. You do mm-hmm. a lot better. Mm-hmm. You do a lot better. If you stop thinking about, if you take ego and pride and shit out of it, which is tough because. A lot of times, at least that's what it's presented as, that's all you got. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? You hear shit like, that's all I got is my balls and my word. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? You, you hear that dumb shit, and you you internalize that. You don't think right. about, yo, you got, you know what I mean? Shit, you got your, your fucking, your brain. Right. And, you know, common sense, ration and all of that shit. I mean, we can talk about this shit forever and ever. You know, man. <laughs> we we, we going to be all right, man. Hopefully. <laughs> we going to be gonna all right. Be all you know, right. we going to get better. We going to be all right. Yeah, exactly. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about the idol real fast before we jump out of here? Yeah, yeah. I started the so idol. The episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I cracked it open. You know what I'm saying? I get, mm-hmm. you know, the gist of... Where we going, mm-hmm. what we doing, you know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. I feel like I need to see more episodes to to get into yeah. it, you know what I'm saying? But uh-huh. I got the preamble. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You know. I think it's like, yeah. I'm, I've seen all the episodes so far. Uh-huh. And um, that first episode, when I saw the first episode, I was like, when I first watched it, I was like, ah, it's a little heavy-handed. It reminded me of, and I, I I just went and got it. I gotta rewatch it because I want the um, I wanna even before I even I make the reference now, but I wanted to really I gotta revisit it just to see if it because it felt like it reminded me. Of, you remember that movie um, Nine and a Half Weeks mm-hmm. back in the day, Mickey Rourke, mm-hmm. and uh, I forget you know, but it's just like it's a whole lot of like deliberate like. Sexual kind of manipulation and mm-hmm. explore it like turning a chick out, you know, that type of vibe. Right. Like, I feel like the way it's shot feels very like 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like the heavy handed sex themes are very much reminds reminiscent of that, you know. And right. I've seen a lot of controversy saying it was toxic and whatever, whatever, which I think, you know, it's like a buzzword for today, right? Right. And, um, you know, from what I've seen, I haven't read a whole lot about it, but I've seen like little blurs where the weekend has said, you know, the goal with his character is to be, you know, he said a douchebag or just to be right. lean into that shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Lean into that what was from back in the days, what would be problematic or cancelable now. Which is yeah, you know what I mean, like on a certain level, um interesting. Right? right, so there's that, and then hold on. The before other you move to the next point, when you talk about problematic and and cancelable behavior, 
That shit ain't go nowhere. Niggas is <laughs> committing problematic, toxic, behavioral sure. shit every single day. But go, go ahead. <laughs> for sure. For sure. And honestly, I feel like cancel culture is a farce. But that's a whole nother story. But for sure. But I also think that there is this. You see so many people kind of like. There's this hesitation in movements. You know what I'm saying? Or even hesitation in uh, exposing people to shit like that. Mm -hmm. Like, you know about it because you know you're outside. You know real people. You speak to people. You hear about it. Blah, blah, blah. But I don't know if I'm looking at, like, the media. Um, I don't know if I see a lot of what is still going on. You know what I'm saying? Unless it is labeled toxic. Unless it is some future shit or whatever. It becomes labeled toxic. But mm -hmm. then there's this thing to where it's like this uh this thing where if you if you show what may be going on, what is going on in the world, it's this like it's immediately this is glorification, it's a celebration of fucked up shit. And the thing is, humans are animals. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's the end of the day. Like, humans are animals, and they, they get on some animalistic shit. And oftentimes, a lot of the animalistic shit is consensual. It's a, it's a understanding between whoever is in that moment with that other human. Right? Boom. Mm -hmm. So I see that. I see that type of thing. And like I said, that's interesting because I don't I don't think you see it a whole lot. I think I think even with, like... Euphoria, Sam Levinson tapped into it, but obviously could only go but so far because these are still supposed to be like high school kids. Mm -hmm. So now with the weekend, you go a little crazier, right? So there's that. And then it was also like, um, what was the other thought I had about it? Um, I don't know if this is, I think it's episode one. Maybe it's not episode one, but I think it might happen in episode two. But there's this also like, you know, how they talk, I like how they kind of show the industry, you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? The music industry, the behind the scenes and the the product that is an artist and how it's maintained and how it's like very uh, particular about the moves that they make is strategic and you know what I'm saying? Like mm -hmm. it's, it's a commodity and the way that they're dealing with a commodity. But even beyond that, like the artistic community i think that might come in on the second half where the kid tedros he brings his little band of weirdos <laughs> and talents mm. you know what i'm saying <laughs> to the spot they converge but there's also that that i always peeped you know like back in the days had a little stint of like managing producers and obviously you know i was working at Vibe doing artist relations and shit like that. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Nikki P. You know what I mean? Was managing producers for a little bit. So you be, you know, you're you might go to studio sessions or you might go in these little settings where the creatives lie. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is back before I was doing kind of this is back when I was in the corporate world. So I might have been on the side of a suit, even though I wasn't suited up, but you know, like mm -hmm. on some old business side so you're around the creatives mm -hmm. and when you're around some of these like little um settings where creators are encouraged to be creative you see such a like a motley crew of personalities and like 
weirdo shit that's like, you know, and I don't want to say weirdo because that's judgmental, but like just, oh, they, these people are like on some real eccentric vibes here. Right. But it's all, it's all inclusive. It's all because it's for the greater good because we're going to create something. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. We're going to create some next level shit, or at least that's the intention. That's the mm -hmm. hope. Sometimes it don't happen, but it's such a specific type of, Vibe that you your energy and all that you see around it, and it's just like I like seeing that. It's kind of interesting, you right. know. Uh, the last point about it though, because I'm three episodes in, and this is yeah. my only thing. If it doesn't, I'm hoping that something pivots a little bit because what's been going on for the three episodes, it seems a little one note, mm -hmm. and I'm feeling like. Homegirl, the the lead, the Jossie character, mm -hmm. she she gotta have some agency. She ain't get there. She wasn't dragged along, or right. at least maybe who knows. But like, you've gotten to this level, you gotta be able to leverage a little bit of your your fucking your fame, your accomplishment. You've learned a lot. Like you are not this influential, this big of a star. And have no fucking, like, you just rudderless. I could see you in a rut, but, like, you got to have some savvy about you. So if it's going to just be my man manipulating and mind fucking you for the whole shit, mm -hmm. it could get a little corny. Mm -hmm. But I hope something happens. That's that's my take on it. Right, Where right, you at right. with it? Well, you know, again, I'm still in the pre-setup phase. I mean, they've just met. You know what I'm saying? You could see something shifty's going down, you know what I'm saying, just from the moment he started dancing with her in the club, which, you know, that timeline kind of that was it was hard to follow the timeline cuz it seemed like they was they was projecting shit that hadn't happened yet or had it happened. I I wasn't sure if he, you know what I'm saying, if it had happened and then she didn't remember or it was some shit that they was just mixing what was going to happen throughout the setup of yeah. it, getting ready to go. So look a little confusing. Yeah, Keep I mean, going. you know, but I dug, you know what I'm saying, the way they treated it, you know what I'm saying, because it does make you think the sound. I like I like when, you know, shows use sound as an extra character, you know what I'm saying, from being mm -hmm. a music supervisor. It's not just the song itself, it's like sound, like the sound design. And they use like different sounds to kind of guide you along, and when shit get all the way out of control, it just be a crazy ass sound. So I was I was digging it stylistically, but I, again, first episode you still in the setup phase, you still meeting the team, and you know what I'm saying. This the manager, this was uh, this you know typical ass industry shit that you've seen, you know what I'm saying over a career mm -hmm. in entertainment, you know what I mean. Mm -hmm. Change the the fucking person is a you know what I mean every three years is a new Jossie you know what I mean so mm -hmm. um you know I'm at the point of okay let's see where this go you know every time they show the weekend this shit is like red like the devil so you know what I'm saying you already know mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I you know I'm gonna get into it I have more insight as I as I as I get through the next few episodes uh -huh. you know what I mean. Um, but again, you know, it's, it's edgy and I, I think anything coming out now, you know what I mean? I think, you know, TV and HBO and all these places have matured and 
the types of stories that they're telling, you know, they already had entourage, so it can't be entourage too. So to cut through the noise, it has to be somewhat, you know, mysterious or cutting edge, breaking through to have euphoria. So this kind of like euphoria meets entourage. Let's see where it goes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's see what's what. What you think of the weekend's acting? Ah, man, I, I think I think he's intriguing. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I think mm-hmm. he's playing his motherfucking role. Charlie nigga had a reset. Told that nigga he had a rat tail. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think I think he's I think you know he's doing better than I thought he was going to do. I tell you that. Right. I didn't know right. what to yeah, expect, yeah. but I ain't mad. I'm like, okay, I can watch this. No, I'm not mad either. He's doing his thing. He's doing yeah. his thing. He's the weekend being the weekend, basically. <laughs> I, I, know, I, mean? well, I know. I know. Really... The weekend. I don't even know what the weekend is, but I mean, right. like, you know, like I don't want to say he ain't acting because I mean I don't know this motherfucker, but he's pulling it off. He's yeah. pulling it off. He don't yeah. look. It don't look like. I, I, I think he's he out of his depth. I think he's moving acting. the plot. Yeah, because it's it, moving it, the plot. It, 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 you can't just create a vibe of a mysterious. You know, what I'm saying almost. Uh, got down devilish vibe without acting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He, I think he, I think he, he, he digging in. I think he practicing and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. Yeah, so we'll we'll talk about that some more. We, we'll and maybe add some more shit to the to the slate. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But shit, we here, man. It's time for us to roll out. You know what I mean? Uh. As always, tell a friend to tell a friend. And even an enemy. To get in the conversation. We out. <laughs>